to save six figures with Gina Knox, the podcast where I coach you on how to save $100,000 by optimizing your cash flow. Hello, savers, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have saver Selena Chan with me. I'm so excited for this episode. Selena is a product-based business. She sells planner stickers. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Amazing planner stickers. Actually, some of our savers have been patrons of her saving <laughs> stickers, which is so fun. And Selena joined Six Figure Saver back in our February launch. So we're about four months in. Selena, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us about your business. Tell us about you. Tell us all the things. Hi, everyone. Um, so like Gina said, my name is Selena, and I run a product-based stationery store out of... Um, out of my home and I create products to help planner friends stay organized, stay sane while having beautiful planner products to use at the same time. And this was actually a side hustle that I was working on about eight years ago. And eventually it grew to a point where I wanted to give it a try and go full time. And here we are almost two years later. How exciting. My yeah. coaching was also a side hustle. I love the side <laughs> hustle to full time hustle journey. It, it, there's a lot to talk about there, but, oh, yeah. but <laughs> now that we're on the other end, it's fun to, it's easy to look back with rose colored glasses. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about where you were four months ago in February before you joined six figure saver. Talk to us about like your money situation then, um, and, and really like your saving journey then. Yeah. So it's it's funny that you mentioned that it was four months ago because it feels like a, a much longer time ago. It feels like it's been a year or something, but I actually wanted to join back in December, but there was something you mentioned about like having that energy of paying for something in full. And so that is what I worked on up until February to enroll. And before I joined Six Figure Saver, um, I was always taught to be a saver, but to also kind of basically hoard your money for for something. And then when something comes up, we're not supposed to spend the money because it's it's bad or irresponsible. And so I have a lot of those very um, traditional money stories passed down from uh, my mom, uh, my grandparents, and it's it's been a lot of work but meaningful work to really see, see those stories from the outside now instead of being in the story and seeing oh this is how it's all played out for me but I don't want to keep doing it this way and I know something needs to change and the only way to do that is be like okay this is the end of this story and we're moving on to the next chapter and that's where Six Figure Saver came in. That is such a common story that like, can't touch my money. Once it goes in savings, it can't come out. And if it does, that means I'm bad at money. Oh yes. Right. Yeah. And like, so I'm not going to do that. Cause I don't want to be bad at money. And the mm -hmm. irony is like that story keeps people from ever putting money into savings to begin with, because it feels like, oh, well, if I put it in the lockbox and I need it, I can't take it out. So I better never save to begin with. Yeah. It's like funny yeah. how it like, reverse engineer, reverse psychology <laughs> doesn't, just doesn't work. I kept, I kept putting the money away. Like I've been taught well enough to be able to do that. But every time I spent money, 
of any amount over like a few hundred dollars, regardless of what it was, I would be like, oh, like I, I feel so poor. Like even with annual expected expenses, like car insurance or anything like that, it's like, there goes a few thousand dollars. Now I'm like feeling so poor, even though I have multiple five figure savings in my savings account. And it's like, why do I keep feeling this way? Like, I don't want to keep feeling this way. So talk to us about what changed. The word that comes to mind is I feel like I've been liberated from these stories that were burdens about money. And instead, like now they can actually like help me get ahead, help me supercharge things. And these were, these were concepts that I was not even willing to think about four months ago because the thought of actually spending big chunks of my money was like, no, you can't do that. Like, it's not, this is not worthy enough to be spent on, or you can find a cheaper alternative and so forth and so forth. Um, I had booked a week and a half vacation two months ago now. So halfway through this form of journey. And I did it with so much ease and just like abundance and happiness, even though it's like, a luxury item and not a necessity thing but I was like but I want it and like I have money and this is what money is supposed to do it's supposed to be spent on things and experiences that I I want myself and yeah this is what I've been learning to do I always say the way we spend our money is the way we spend our life yes and if you imagine like I'm hoarding money and I'm never spending it then like what does that mean about how you're spending your life because money does touch every aspect of our lives versus what you just described. I could feel it like, oh, this luxury that I'm intentionally going into and I'm, and I want it. This is how I want to spend my life. So this is how I will spend my money that I saved on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's, it's so much more intentional, right? Like I am using money as a tool to do the things I want to do in my life versus just like a lot of us are like, ah, (laughs) haphazard all over the place. Right. (laughs) Yeah. There's not a lot of calm. mm -hmm. Intentional is a really good word for that because I used to be, you know, the hardcore budgeter. And then I did profit first for a long time while running the business. And so it was also like kind of shedding a lot of that knowledge that got me to where I needed to be and it's like okay now I need as if like I'm writing a new story I need new stories new beliefs to get me to the next level whatever that's going to be absolutely absolutely so okay I want to talk about your savings journey a bit and your wins because as everyone knows on the podcast six-figure saver clients submit their savings wins every time they save and um, you hit the ground running. I did. <laughs> I'm going to pull it up right now. Let me find yeah. it. Oh, where are you? I think you saved like you saved your investment back so quick. Okay. Here's, here's what it is. I found it. You joined the program on February 3rd. Yeah. By February 8th, you had saved And, um, and then another like $400 before the end of February. And like, you just, March was crazy. April was crazy. You're just on a roll. And there's so (laughs) many saving submissions. You have submitted 11 saving submissions since you joined every single month. And, and I think what people find interesting is 
you have saved $17,323.69 since joining. Can you talk to us about your revenue? Because I think a lot of people will see that number 17 K like that's a lot of money. Yeah. I couldn't do that because I don't make enough. So mm -hmm. I'm curious for everyone, how much money are you slated to make this year? Like what's your average month? Can you tell mm -hmm. us about that side? Um, of the business. So this year I'm projecting to hit about $80,000, which is roughly double what I made the year before. That's kind of how business has been rolling. My average month is really maybe three to $4,000 if it's on the above average side. Thus far in the year, um, actually May, well, when you're listening to this, I actually only hit about $1,200 this month. Mm -hmm. And my highest month was January where I hit $6,000. And before joining Six Figure Savers, I know that at this moment I would be panicking because I'm like, I can't pay my bills, like rent, like all of those things. But it was actually the, it, the, the amount of stress made no difference because I'm like, I know I have money saved to pay myself, to pay yeah. the things that need to be paid. And then we just keep moving. And the concept that really changed how I approach money in my business is the, I think we call it a, the roller, basically like the ebb and flow roller coaster of revenue coming in every single month. I had that very typical mindset, like I want consistent revenue. I want the same every single month so that it's predictable, but it's like, Why? It like literally life is not like that. Why would business be like that? And that the only thing that's like that is if you have a nine to five with the by bi weekly paycheck, <laughs> like yes, everyone else he... doesn't <laughs> operate that way. No. And even like with us, like we had a nine to five, but we also had a side hustle. So right. even that changed it right. in and of itself. So I literally have not experienced that like for a decade. And so once I learned about that concept and basically gave myself permission to accept it and roll with it. It was like, okay, I'm just going to do my best each month and, and, and see what happens. Some months it's like, some months it's like amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know what I did, but it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I think this is, I'm looking at your savings wins right now in March, you saved nearly 10 K you saved $9,500. And then in April you saved $2,200, right? So even the savings are inconsistent. Yes. And Absolutely. that's okay. And part of that is because when you look at, when you're learning more about your own numbers and you're seeing them more consistently, you know what to forecast for. So I knew that um, in April, I wouldn't have a lot of big expenses. So I knew I could save bigger chunks of that money in March, which is what contributed to that five figure saving month. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> yeah. On an 80 K a year business. So you are almost at the 20 K mark, which yeah. is what's that percentage? 20 into 20 into 80. Let me uh, do it right 25, now. 25. So you're saving 25% of your income. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So talk to us about like a lot of, a lot of listeners, a lot of people have the thought, I can't save a hundred K in 12 months, let alone like ever. Yeah. I had someone who, um, who recently was like, I don't believe I could save a hundred K in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. 
I'm curious if you have ever had that thought and where you, where you are now in terms of your belief about saving hundred K in a year. Yeah. It was definitely a very scary thing to think about when I was enrolling or even considering joining, because when you hear like, Oh, to save hundred K it, your brain defaults to, I need to make hundred K in order to do that. And because we haven't been able to do that, our brain just goes, here's all the reasons why you can't do that. And you're like, why am I even going to bother? Right. But what's like that story, once you step outside of that story, then you're able to see like, okay, like there's actually little things you can do along the journey. That's going to help you get there. And one of the things we do in six figure saver is we're not asked. You're not asking us to hold a hundred K in our checking or savings account. It's the cumulative journey of, saving 100k total and I remember asking me this question like Gina am I being silly thinking that I'm not going to make 100k but I'm going to save 100k this year (laughs) and so the target is still roughly the same but it's the mindset of like if I believe I can't do it then I won't be able to do it But if I start to tell myself and believe in myself that I can, I'm going to start doing things differently at the least. And that's going to open up many doors and opportunities to things I I would not have been able to receive if I was closing my mind to think I can't do it. Therefore, why should I bother trying these new things? Right. It's like, right. It's like this, I'm going to give up before I even started mentality. And I'm like, that gets you nowhere. That gets you to $0 saved. Or you could start now with what you have, with the income that you have and like tackle some pretty low hanging fruit, change the way you think about money, change your money systems in simple ways. And I always love to tell people like, okay, what if you don't save hundred K in a year? Let's go there. Right. Let's say you join six figure saver and you fail. Save hundred k, right? Fail. You don't save hundred k in twelve months, but you save forty. Mm-hmm. Oh, boohoo! <laughs> right? Like I'm like, yeah. is like, what's worse, not doing anything or yeah. saving more than you ever saved before, even if it's still not hundred k? Yeah, and that's like my mentality. I, I believe all of you guys can save hundred k. Like, it's not that hard. I tr- and I know that sounds ridiculous I know. and privileged yeah. and all the things, but I truly believe it. And the reason I believe it is every person who has saved hundred K in the program tells me, I like, I, I still can't believe I did it. Like it didn't feel like that big of a deal. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if people who believe they can save hundred K, why, why would you want to be in the program too? Right. Like you already right. believe in yourself being capable to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny yeah. how our mind, like really influences the actions we do or do not take. And I think it's funny because the program is called Six Figure Saver. So either I get two reactions, either people get really intimidated by the name and they're like, ah, I shouldn't join. Cause to your point, like if I don't even make hundred K yet, why should I join? Or they're very inspired by the name and it gets them like fueled. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's funny how people can fall the same name triggers people very differently, (laughs) which is really funny. And like when, when I first started, like I was very heavily focused on like the goal, like the goal is to save hundred K, the goal is to save hundred K. But as I started like getting momentum and having my own like systems that I was working on, 
I started to focus honestly less on the goal, but like the intention, right? Like I want to learn these concepts and apply them, which are really easy, by the way. Like they're, it's not like rocket science. And I was able to, to go through a lot of the modules pretty quickly, like off the first week. And I'm like, okay, great. Now I'm going to go start doing these things. Right. And now every day I'm focusing on the intention of it, of the things that I'm going to do that I need to do to get me there that it's like I know like at the finish line that's where the goal is but I'm not even going to think about that right now because I I just want to focus on this moment these tasks and I know that if I keep doing them I'm going to get there eventually like it's it's inevitable this is so common everything you're saying I'm like you're right on track (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're right on track for the four month mark. This is always what happens with my clients. They usually come in laser focus on the hundred K goal and they kind of have a vice grip on it. They're like, no, that's what I want. You know, that's what I want. And then we coach and we work on it and we implement the strategies and it's counterintuitive, but I have to sometimes coach my clients on letting go of the goal. Like, you need to stop being so laser focused on the goal and just let, when you let go of it and you just fall into that, it'll happen inevitably. And when you focus on the process instead, ironically, you hit the goal faster. Yeah. People hate it. People hate it. Like I had a client who fought me tooth and nail for six months. (laughs) No, Gina, but I want to hit the goal, but I want to hit the, and finally she let go. And like three months later, she saved a hundred K. And I'm like, I told you, <laughs> I told you. And she yeah. said like hundred K cash in the account, like full stop. <laughs> and I'm like, it's the minute you let go. And I think that's a very natural, I don't think there's anything wrong with that journey, by the way. I think it's a very natural journey, but it's interesting too, because I think a big part of that is as entrepreneurs, we have to spend money to make money. Like, and you're a product-based business. You literally have to spend money to create inventory in order to sell that inventory, right? Um, so if I were to, like, if you're so laser focused on the 100K cash goal that you're not willing to spend any of the money you have, it's going to slow down your earnings and it's going to actually slow you down to 100K versus when you let go and you let it flow, yeah. I sound so woo-woo right now and I'm not trying to be woo-woo. It's just no. like literally what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's, so I'm glad to hear that you're at that stage. Cause I'm yeah. like, oh, it's gravy from now on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in a way, like you're kind of done with the program at that point. You still get a lot out of it. Yeah. But it's interesting how like the energy of your energy in the program shifts when you hit that point. Have you felt that? I have. I just don't know how to describe the new feeling. Like in the beginning, it's like, you're just, you're very like gung ho and excited to just like hit it running. And then you kind of just have that momentum where you just, you just kind of keep it going. Like it's nice. It's it's the steady state consistency that we all want. <laughs> um, I have bad news. Oh no. <laughs> you're going to have mindset trauma again. Oh no. <laughs> this is, this is the, this is the way if you watch star Wars, this is the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like at every, just like at every income level, we have money mindset drama mm-hmm. along the savings journey. We also have different dramas that come up. So okay. enjoy this moment. <laughs> truly, truly enjoy it. 
eventually <laughs> something else is going to come up. And also, um, sometimes what I do to clients, I might do it to you right now, live. Okay. <laughs> if you're feeling chill, if you're like, oh, I got this time yeah. to up, time to up the goal. I know. I was just <laughs> in Slack channel and I saw your message. I was like, yep, that's me. <laughs> time to up the goal. And maybe for you, it's not about increasing the dollar amount as much as like, maybe we need to decrease the time. I do agree with that because the past few weeks, part of the reason why this was a low income month was because I wasn't as present and I wasn't physically doing the selling and the work, but I was also very okay with that because I knew before I left vacation, I'm like, something's got to shift. Like I need to push more of my time out of my business and back into my life and literally live my life and then go and work versus work and then go live my life. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And it's, you're at this beautiful moment too, where we get to work on increasing the goal without it being anything wrong, right? Like nothing is wrong about the current state mm-hmm. and we get to work on a bigger, juicier goal. And if you fail at that goal, it's fine because yeah. nothing is wrong with the current state. So it's like such a, such a juicy moment, such a juicy moment. Savoring it all. <laughs> yes. Savor it all. Okay. Um, I'd love for you to talk about who, because you're in the community still, right? Mm-hmm. You're only four months in, you still have many, many months left. As we come up for our next enrollment period, what kinds of business owners would you like to see in the network? Like, who do you want to be your peers in this next enrollment period? I mean, it's going to be a bit biased, but it's like, it's product-based business owners, right? Because like you guys, I'm, I was able to save $10,000. Was it in, in March or April? And the products I sell average, average price is like $5. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like I'm not selling like, um, another community member sells, um, like handmade jewelry. So it's like a couple hundred dollars and some other people sell like, you know, handmade ceramics and whatnot. Those are like 50, $60. Like it's crazy to think that I can sell like five, $6 products and be able to do this. And I want, I want to see other product-based business owners start to like shift in the community and also see like it, it is possible. Like whether you sell five or $500 products, the system works if you work with it. I think this is so good, especially because so many product-based businesses in the small business sphere are like artisans, craftspeople, creatives. Like you've said, we had a couple, we have a couple jewelers, a couple ceramicists. So many product-based businesses are selling things from their heart. I know you are. And at the same time, there is this like starving artist trope, right? There's this like, oh, you just sell your little pottery at the farmer's market. (laughs) And I think that's bullshit. (laughs) It's such bullshit. It's like, why do product-based businesses have to have this like humble, homely, not making a lot of money, always have to justify my prices mentality when- we like it, you can feel just as wealthy, just as competent in your money and your pricing and all of it. So I think that there's also this like cultural thing happening with product-based businesses. And it's, it's another one of those stories where like, when you're in it, it's, 
it's your reality but once you give yourself permission to step outside of it and see it from another perspective you're like oh dang like why are you why is it price so expensive because it is because that's literally price. that's it because yeah. it is because I made it and I chose the price yeah I don't have like I don't have to explain <laughs> the process or the materials like it just is if it's not in your budget that's okay yeah it's I not expensive bought, I just bought a five figure piece of jewelry Ooh. Did, did she apologize to me no <laughs> she was like you look fabulous <laughs> you should buy this. And I'm like, yeah, I will. (laughs) Right. Like, so I think this is good. If you are a product-based business and you want to be surrounded by people, product-based businesses who are open and excited about talking about money and not ashamed of it. Oof, what a good spot. Yes. What a good spot. Learn to love talking about money. No shame here. (laughs) Truly. No, it's like, it's even beyond no shame. It's like, very much excited. It's encouraged. <laughs> right. It's very encouraged. Yeah. Please let's talk about all the money <laughs> and like be, I, I used to call lovingly the people who join six figure savers. And I kind of still do in my heart, delusional dreamers, like in a kind of by co-opting that term delusional, I think we use that term delusional to be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we're going after a big goal, saving hundred K, which to most people is delusional. And we're going to do it (laughs) and we're going to do it. And we're dreaming beyond what society basically has given us as a possibility. And we're go and we're pushing past it. And I love, I just really love that. Okay. Selena, where can people find you? Where can they learn how to get super organized and calm and also just fun with all your stickers? Yeah. Um, you can find me most active on Instagram, which is planet with stickers. That's P L A N I T W I T H S T I C K E R S. We'll also have it linked in the show notes. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Any parting words for people who are considering joining this round? If you feel scared and you feel nervous, it's your sign to do it. Because if you feel comfortable, it might, there might be something else out there for you. But if you're listening to this and you feel inspired, maybe a bit motivated, but you're scared, that's exactly as close of a ready state you can be to join the program. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time, Selena. We'll have all of Selena's stuff linked in the show notes. So go check her out and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.